Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Hello, Calm Parents, and welcome back to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. And today I am here with Lee Shaner, who is an integrative health and wellness coach. And you specialize in working with children, teens, and families, which is why we've got you here. Um, Let me read your bio real quick so everyone knows exactly what you bring to the table. Lee is an integrative nutrition health coach who has always had a deep, innate passion for natural health and wellness for the mind and the body. She has blended this passion with her professional knowledge of psychology, early childhood education, holistic health practices, and most importantly, her experience of being a mom for 18 years to two teenagers. So you're living this every day with us. Lee works with families, teens, and children to implement proactive and integrative approaches for those who have learning, social, emotional, behavior, and physical health challenges, including like chronic illnesses, right? Or simply desire better wellness for their family. Welcome, Lee. So good to have you you here. I'm glad to be here. I love your community. Yes. Well, you're part of my community, which is amazing and awesome. And we are here because you have so many great tips and solutions from us for us from this wealth, this health and mindset place. And I want to learn more about you first. Like, tell us a little bit, I know, but tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into this. Okay, sure. Um, so I am a mom and like you said, for 18 years, which I cannot even believe that I have. Um, it goes fast, doesn't it? So I graduate high school. I can't believe it. Um, so yeah, so two daughters, uh, almost 18 and almost 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm married and I have two dogs. So a little bit about home life. Um, so I have always been passionate about health and wellness. I mean, as far back as to when I was in middle high school, Mm -hmm. I really became aware of how food affects us and nutrition. Um, it's kind of when I was never really an exercise. Um, so it just has always been part of me, Mm -hmm. um, I went to school and I became a teacher. Um, I taught first and second grade and I have um, my bachelor's in psychology. And then once I had my kids, I did some other things. I had a tutoring business, um, a stationary business. And then once it was time to go back and figure out what I wanted to do next, Mm -hmm. next life, um, I decided to pursue my passion of nutrition, which has just always been a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always kind of been of the natural approach to things. Um, 
to try lifestyle before. Not that there's anything wrong with medication. I think there's an absolute place for it, absolute place for doctors, emergency medicine. Um, but in my mindset, I always think, why not try something natural that isn't going to, that's going to support the body instead mm -hmm. of um, mm -hmm. possible side effects. So I went back and I got my certification of integrative nutrition health coaching. And when I started my practice, I started with working with women in their early forties, like I was at the time or am. Um, and I loved it, but through that is when my kids started to enter like preteen teens. And I started to realize that a, I always miss working with children. Mm -hmm. So when I taught and I just had this aha moment that that's where I want to be. Special. Mm. I love those aha moments. Yeah. And I think, um, from what I hear from lots of people is it's a very needed, um, area. A lot of parents are struggling with, um, if their child does have a chronic condition or even a learning, um, emotional behavioral condition, and they're just not getting, they know it's there and they want to help their child and maybe not necessarily jump right away into traditional, you know, medication and try something else and they feel stuck. They don't know where to go. Um, and so I am so passionate about helping these parents. And with the, once they get to teenage, I actually work with teenagers. Um, if the child, then I'm usually working maybe with the child, but more the parent um, and giving them, um, tools and solutions that they can use and implement. What happens is usually the whole family starts, you know, it starts off with one, but then the whole family realizes, oh, we need to move more. We need to change our nutrition. Um, and I do take a bio-individual approach where each child or each family that comes to me um, but each child, each individual is its own, they are their own special, special person. Mm -hmm. And what works for one child, maybe even with the same exact challenge might not work for the other child, because maybe there is something in their health history or um, their personality that's just a little different. And so I customize each of my approaches. for different That's, that's really important to to realize too, because I think a lot of times we go, oh, well, this solution should help and we do it and it doesn't. And we're like, okay, that, that just doesn't work. Like yeah. throw that out the, throw that out the window. It doesn't work. And it's because we need to tailor it to work for our certain situation. So I think that's really important to, to just really realize. Right. So, yeah. and even within each child, like sometimes it can take some time to figure out what is mm -hmm. going to work with them. And sometimes that can become very frustrated, frustrating for parents because, you know, usually maybe they're in a community of other kids that are suffering from that, whatever the challenge is. And they hear maybe that some things are working and maybe it's not working for their child and we just need to try something else. It doesn't mean the parent is doing anything wrong at all. I mean, my gosh, any parent that wants to help their child with this, it's a gift. And they're setting them, they're setting their child up for a life, for a lifetime of being able to lean on these approaches. Yeah. Yeah, which is critical, right? We're giving them some really healthy habits. So tell us, you work with teenagers, we're parenting teenagers. What are some of the kind of biggest tips that you give to teens? What are, or let's first talk about what are the biggest kind of 
gaps you see when you work with teens? And then what are the tips you use to fill those gaps? Yeah. So right now, I would say the first thing that comes to mind um, in general, if we're not getting specific, is definitely the stress and anxiety that kids mm -hmm. are feeling right now. Um, kids, teenagers have always had stress and anxiety, mm -hmm. uh, but I think in the last year, we've been seeing it come alive a lot more and noticed, I think is what it is. I think they've always had that naturally. I mean, it's such a stress, stressful time of life, um, but now parents are home more. Um, and so they're able to recognize that mm. their child is struggling. You know, we're not on the go as much. We're not as busy. That's where I feel like, you know, slowing things down a little bit has had its benefits. And we've all been able to connect more with each other and see what is happening with our children. Um, and so that, that is probably one of the biggest areas that I work with. Um, and so with that, it's really working with the child and also the parent and figuring out what is their gap, what is happening. I mean, every child is different. Um, but in general, what I like to teach kids are giving them skills and tools that often we learn later in life. And my philosophy and belief is why are we waiting? Why are we not making this a priority actually, even when the kids are younger and bringing it into school and education. Mm -hmm. um, even when I was a teacher, I felt that, you know, and I felt like I brought it into my classroom because it was important to me to have that. But nowadays, unfortunately, a lot of teachers do, of course, but there's so much teaching to the, you know, pressures to have to do other things that teachers don't even get to do what they want to do with, mm -hmm. in terms of yeah. So we focus a lot on the areas of nutrition because nutrition, that is one of my biggest areas for really anything is how nutrition can affect a teenager or child um, with stress or with a chronic condition. Um, you know, it could be one food that they're eating. It could even be a healthy food and they're not realizing that it's a trigger for them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something that I work with the teenager or the parent um, to try to dive deeper into. So nutrition, fitness, and a love of fitness, not just sports, not just, um, you know, being an athlete and picking one sport to focus on, but being able to just find a love of fitness and moving, whatever that might be. Um, and then mindfulness is, is just a really, really big one. Um, and that is something that, um, you know, kids and even parents that it's just lost because of our, you know, society of this busyness and on the go. And that's where I feel that this past year slowing us down has really helped being able to open up um, to this world of mindfulness. And uh, it's, it sounds like such a cliche word, but it's really something that when we teach ourselves deep breathing, um, I do that a lot with, um, I do it all the time. A matter of fact, it is how I open up every session that I have with a teenager or child. Me or too, me too. Yeah, it's just taking a minute to separate from what was happening during the day mm -hmm. previously. Um, and another area is just joy and creativity, um, being able to, you know, a hobby, being able to find what the, the, the teenager likes. And often it's, it's what they liked as a kid. 
Um, I have teenagers, you know, that forget that they love to play with Legos and mm. you know, they're never too old to play with Legos. Um, so that's another area that I work with them in. So as I'm hearing all this, I'm thinking, this is great. This is wonderful. Um, but our teens are not listening to most parents. Most teens are not listening to their parents right now, right? So if we come at them and say, okay, you need to eat healthier and you need to get out and exercise and you need to go do mindfulness, they're gonna roll their eyes and stomp upstairs and be like, you're ridiculous, right? So they're, they're not gonna listen. And yeah. so what you've got two teenagers that you're doing this with. So uh, what are some tips on how do we, we're on board. We want to do that. How do we get our kids on board with this? Yeah, no, I hear you. And that is what often my parents reach out to me because they just want uh, someone else to be able to, and a, taking a different approach from a parent, it often sounds like a nap, right? And mm -hmm. 100%. You know, dictating it. And I mean, and what I love about what I do is that I experience it. So of course I've experienced that, you know, oh, you should be doing that. I hate that word should, you know, it's taken mm. it out. Um, so when, um, so that's why parents will turn to me so that I can help them. But some tips to motivate kids is first of all, it does have to come from them. So giving a lot of choices is key. Um, and I know that you, we've talked about this all the time. It's the same kind of thing. If a parent is struggling with a kid on something else, you know, we have to involve the teenager and have them help come up with a solution. Um, I actually think one of the best tips I can actually give to a parent too, is letting the kid experience what it feels like to not be doing it. So mm -hmm. to not to be eating, you know, Oreos all the time or whatever, but let them experience it. People would be surprised that I have had, you know, if my kid has wants some Oreos that I've had, I don't have them in the house all the time, but I don't say no, because I think it's better for them to learn how to manage that. Mm -hmm. So we have it. And then if they were to eat how many ever, and then get a stomach ache, well, that's a win because they're going to not do that again. Where if we just say no, and we control that, they're probably gonna find a different way to go get the Oreos. Um, and so right there, they learn a life skill. So that's one tip that sounds almost counterintuitive, but that I would give a parent, just like we say, you know, let kids fail, let them figure it out. And I think that's really just an important life skill overall. Um, but with kids, definitely I give choices. Uh, we talk about what they like, you know, this is just all through a process. And eventually before they know it, they're coming up with the plan. So, you know, maybe the parent has an idea of what they should be eating, but maybe it's just the food that they don't really like. And often mm -hmm. if a kid is really pushing a food away, sometimes it means that their body knows that they're going to react badly to it. And yeah. that, when I experience that, it's like an aha moment. Um, and so working with the, the child, and sometimes, you know, it takes a while, but then before you know it, they're coming up with their plan. And so giving a lot of choices and motivating them and celebrating all of the celebrating is huge celebrating mm -hmm. what it is that they are doing um, in these different facets of health and wellness. Yeah, I, I think that's so important to give them 
choices and have them be part of it. Because I think a lot of times it comes across, even if we're not trying to do it, it comes across to the teens as we're telling them what to do, what they should do. And we're saying, you go do this. And I think another thing that we've talked about that really helps too, is when it becomes a family thing. So it's like, you know, expressing and it, it becomes about feeling good. It becomes about energy. It's not about weight loss and how well you look because that gets really dangerous territory, right? Absolutely. It's about, and, you know, being, so even for ourselves to be kind of modeling, you know, oh, I ate that and I just don't, my energy levels just so down, you know, it's not like I feel bad about myself. It's not a, oh, I'm so fat. It's a oh man, I do not feel as energetic or as clear in my head as I did before, you know, when I ate that. So it's about healthy, being helpful and not being, you know, looking in better, being better and needing to achieve this. So I think that's really helpful to model I'm so glad that you brought that up because my whole kind of premise is eat for energy. Uh, And so it's, never a focus. Um, even if a parent comes to me and, and I work with kids who, um, you know, the parent's initial thought is they're worried about the weight or, you know, their blood levels, which is so important to be looking at um, the, the blood work and see what's going on inside. But it's, it's often I have to work with a parent to make them realize it's not it's not about the weight. It's about so much more. Mm-hmm. And um, that is why what I do is sustainable. And it, it's, it's life is supposed to be something that teaches them for a lifelong and connect to themselves. Um, but my whole, uh, you know, practice is based on these holistic approaches and eating and, and, you know, just living for energy, living for vitality. You know, we focus a lot on sleep. That's a big one. Um, And also what ends up happening through all this is that it really always ends up about like self-worth, especially in these teenage years, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I know you do a lot of work with as well, Um, but their self-worth and believing in themselves and knowing that, that they getting them to a point where they want to do it for themselves. Um, it is such a, you know, this age is just such a, um, it, it could be tough because we don't want it to become all about like the outer and, you know, more about the inner um, and, and really making it about them as a person and, and that they're worthy of this. Um, so I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's very, it's, it's something that is very important to me, uh, especially with, uh, teenage, teenage boys and girls, but girls, you know, it's, I find the girls that come, you know, it's, it's an extra level that I need to work on often. Yeah. There's a lot of comparison going on, particularly with girls and what, you know, yeah. And we work, we work on skills and and ways to be able to, because a lot of times what they end up discovering is they don't actually want to be on their devices, scrolling the social media, just like the thing. And so we work on ways to empower them to know that they don't have to be accountable. And that actually comes a lot in the night routine and morning routine um, and not uh, being, picking up that device right away and feeling like they're accountable to the rest of the world instead of themselves. And the feedback I hear from the teenagers, you know, just those little, little things about not having the device at night and in the morning and 
being attuned to themselves. It's amazing to hear how liberating it is for them. It is. And I think it's really difficult for, um, for parents because I hear a lot of times that, you know, the kids are addicted to their devices. We, you know, the device is the first thing taken away. If kids are not doing what they need to do, their grades are down, they're talking back, whatever it is, the devices are the first thing to go. And the one thing I kind of warn with that is we actually are making the devices far more appealing by doing that. And they become even more of a desired thing. And so now, you know, when they get their devices, they like hoard it because they don't know when it's going to be taken away. So they get in as much, as much, as much. And as if it's something that is abundant and does not, you know, is there's no threat of it taken away. They throw, they put it aside. Like they don't, they just, but when they think this is limited time, I've got to suck it in. And then they just, they can't put it down. Um, but I know, I mean, honestly at our house, it's my daughter telling me to put mine down because I'm working all the time. And she's like, mom, put your phone down and let's go do something else. So well, you mentioned that because that is an important part too, is the modeling with, with everything. So like I said, often I'm working with a teenager and then it's the family that ends up like, oh, we need to step it up on the nutrition and also how, um, and this is a good message to moms, uh, how we're talking to ourselves, um, especially okay. in front of our teenagers, not just daughters, but teenage sons. Um, and that's so important. It's something that I've always just been maybe even overly in tune with, um, but being very careful on how we're talking to ourselves because we wanna build our kids up. So again, modeling and modeling with our choices. Um, another tip that I just thought of too is, um, I, I like to say moderation, not deprivation. Mm. And I think that goes the same that you're seeing with the devices is the same thing with nutrition. Like we can't just say no to everything because they're going to find a way to have it. We need to teach them how to have a healthy relationship with food and appreciate it and get them involved with the cooking um, and, and take ownership of it. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the device. You know, when you were talking about that, I kept thinking about back to that, you know, little Oreo example, you know, if you just, they're going to go off to college and they're going to do what they want to do. Yeah. Um, And, you know, and I've struggled too with the whole device thing, you know, with my own girls, it was so easy. They, they were the ones putting it away and then they hit a certain age and um, it's that sense of, you know, independence and yeah. we give them tools and skills on around that and around nutrition and fitness and mindfulness, they're going to discover what works for them. Yeah. And what's interesting to me is teens, every teen I've talked to, and I've talked to a lot, they want to make the right choices and they want to do the right thing. And they most of the time know what the right thing is. The problem is there becomes this, um, you know, this kind of battle between the wills. And so when the parents start really pushing the right thing, the teens are going to push back, whether they believe, whether they agree or not, they're going to push back. And so suddenly the decision, the right decision becomes a decision that's no longer available to them because they can't 
make the same decision as their parents because now they're just being told what to do and everything in their body is saying, I can't do that. So now I need to pick another option and all the other options aren't great, but that's what's left to them. So I'm always like kind of encouraging parents to not push the, the right choice so much and let their children have the ability to pick that for themselves. A lot of times they do. Yeah. A lot of parents also are very afraid they're not going to. And I, you know, I talk to people that say, if I gave them their choice, all they would do is sit on the couch all day long on their device. That's all they would do. He said, you know what, today and tomorrow, that could be true. Yeah. But in three, four, five days, they're going to be so freaking sick of it. Exactly. They're going to do something else. And now it's the yeah. So let them sit on the couch and just do that for without being bothered. And I, I'm sure they're going to get sick of it, you know, yeah. and there's and other things that they can do. for the kid to yeah. figure that out. And then, yeah. and, and at the end it becomes, you know, I've had situations where with that, the whole device thing, it's for everybody, you know, it becomes empowering actually as a parent to see when your child is making the decision that's right for them and figuring it out. And like, oh my gosh, they did it on their own. And it, it's just empowering for everybody. And that's exactly how it is with, you know, the health aspect when you said, well, how in the world do we get these teens to do it? It's amazing that you hear how they react to the parent, but then they come to me and, and I'm the coach. I'm not a doctor. I'm not diagnosing, treating, curing. I'm coaching them. I'm empowering them and they get it and they, and they like it. You know, they want to have that um, independence to be able to make those choices. And I do also work with um, some children with more chronic health conditions mm -hmm. and that also just becomes an incredible um, place. They feel heard and they feel like they have options on how they can, because they might not be able to control what's happening in their body, but they can have control of how they react to it. Yeah. Um, I help parents and kids with that. And it's, it's, it's a be you know, beautiful to watch that happen. Yeah. So we hear this, we want to do something. What is something that we can start doing today or implement today that will make a difference? Okay, so in terms of let's stick to like the general uh, stress and anxiety, since we know all kids are going through that. And I should say, teenagers, that stress isn't necessarily a bad thing. There's some good stress, you know, um, maybe they're getting ready to present something to the class. And that's a good stress. It's something that they need to learn how to manage because it's a life skill that they're doing. Um, but then there's a lot of unhealthy stress and pressures that teenagers yeah. are feeling. So the number one thing I would say um, to a parent would be to listen and to be in tune and slow down themselves so that they can actually observe what is happening with their um, child, but really um, be observant and listening to what your child is saying, because they might be giving some clues on some things that are happening. Mm -hmm. um, another tip that I would say 
in general is to give choice, like I said earlier, give choices to your child around food and nutrition. So not, you know, not depriving, not deprivation, but rather maybe giving some healthy choices of some foods that they want Mm -hmm. and let them pick. Um, have them be involved in the, you know, a lot of times us moms are like, okay, we got to do our meal planning. We got to do the shopping, the cooking. Um, you know, it was really cool. Last night, my girls wanted to make something and they, Eric and I have been out and they went to the store and they got the stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, being as a parent, giving yourself permission to just take a break and let the kids, if they, you know, empower yeah. Be in charge of that. And if, if it's not good, it's not good. If it's delicious, then great. Um, and then another piece is definitely the mindfulness piece. Um, giving kids just time um, and space to be able to slow down um, mm-hmm. and not feel like they always have to be doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, allowing them to discover what it is that they want to do during that slow down time. Um, but I think that is so key right now is just um, giving teenagers that time. Their their bodies are growing, their hormones are running. They are there. They are working in ways that we don't even see it, but internally they are in their minds, and then they're exposed to you know all the social media. They need just some downtime. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. I've actually assigned that as homework to some of my teen clients. Oh, like yeah. you have to this week spend some time doing absolutely nothing. And they're like, what? I'm like, you have to do nothing for a while because your, your head's going to explode if you keep going at this rate. Right. And that's, and that's when the stress and anxiety becomes just too much. And they have to have these tools that I teach them and guide them on so that they have something to lean on. Uh, You know, we, focus so much on so many other things and, you know, what defines success? You know, if we have a child that is, you know, has this pressure to get all straight A's, but they are sick inside. And, you know, oftentimes you hear kids stomach ache, headache, you know, where is this coming from? It's gotta be coming from something, you know, but often it's just something going on inside. And that's what I work with them on to guide. And also the slowing down piece, when you said that it, it also hit me with the modeling, like we as adults, like your daughter, when she said, we have to remind ourselves to take breaks too, which is hard, but it's so, so important. And it's amazing how liberating that feels too. And it becomes that whole family. 100%. And my answer is always, you're right. And I put it down immediately. So how do we work with you, Lee? How do people find you? So um, the best way to find me is on Facebook uh, under Lee Deborah Wellness, or even just connect with me personally, personally. Lee Braverman Shaner. Um, I am on Instagram under Lee Deborah Wellness as well. I'm not the best at posting, but I'm trying to get better. Um, and then we can post, I have a link tree that has um, links to each of my social media. So um, perfect. We'll yeah. do that. We will we'll definitely do that. And then you said you had a free gift for people listening. Yes, I do. Yes. For uh, everyone listening, if you purchase six weekly sessions with me for your, for either you or your child, uh, then you will get one session for free. 
And Wonderful. So mention that you heard um, me talk with Dr. Cam and you will get that. Awesome. This yeah. is great. This was so wonderful. Thank it was. I love, I love what you're doing, Dr. Cam, for the world of uh, us parents of teens. I have uh, learned so much from you and appreciate it. And, um, you know, we all need each other. <laughs> we so, certainly do. We certainly yeah. do. And if people listening found all this amazing nuggets that Lee left with us and gave to us, if you found any of this useful, which there's no way you couldn't have, um, please like, comment, and share with friends so that they have this information too. I think it's so important that we get this information out to all these parents because there's a lot of parents out there that could really use this information because it makes our lives easier. And I know there's a lot of parents that want an easier life. So yeah. please more important than gifting, you know, health and wellness and that sense of self-worth to our yeah. teens yeah. before they go out in the world, you know. So thank you Absolutely. for having me. Yes. And thank you, Lee, for all your tips. Thanks. I have I'm gonna record, I've recorded this. I'm gonna go back and take all my notes. And this will be everywhere. So, and thank you again, parents taking time out of your busy schedule. I really appreciate it. Have a peaceful, calm, beautiful day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and, hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.